Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. If you're anything like me, your health is very important to you. I know you listen to the show for tips to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Well, I have some great news for you. James Miller Lifeology has partnered with BioOptimizers Nutrition. As an avid nutrition and exercise enthusiast, I thought I knew a lot. But after taking a 12-week health course BioOptimizers offers and implementing their supplements, I noticed a huge difference in my energy and my digestive tract. Since you're a listener of Lifeology Radio, BioOptimizers is offering you the same 12-week course absolutely free. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements to take this free course. Here is a sample of what you'd learn. How to get 70% more energy in 30 seconds or less. The ultimate key to high performance, health, and longevity. How to turn the tide against uncontrollable food cravings. How to select the most powerful supplements for you. How to stay lean and trim without sacrifice. The simplest and fastest way to detoxification and great skin. And much, much more. To get access to this awesome health course, simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements and sign up today. Once again, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash supplements or simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you separate between what your body can physically do and what your mind tells you it can do. I'll also be interviewing Kyle Bryant, who is diagnosed with a rare debilitating life-shortening disease called Friedrich's ataxia. Despite this diagnosis, he chose to overcome this neurological disability by completing numerous long-distance bike rides. He reviews his book, Shifting into High Gear, which highlights his phenomenal tenacity and how he turned his grave diagnosis into a life-affirming mission to reframe how we see ourselves when faced with overwhelming challenges. For more information about Kyle, please visit kyleabryant.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon or in the previous guest sections in both stores at jamesmillerlifeology.com or at lifeology.tv. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Separating between your body and your emotions. Have you ever woke up one morning and thought, oh my gosh, this is the worst day ever. And you roll over and go back to sleep. Or conversely, you wake up so excited about life and you can't wait to do all the things you have on your list that day. What changed? If your body can physically do something, our mind will often tell us what we should or should not do. I always help people create two scales for themselves. And every morning, it's important for us to use these scales. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 is the best you've ever felt, and 1 is the worst you feel. Separate it into two scales. Rate how your emotions are and what your body feels like. For example, 
I've had a very busy week. So my body is going to be about a five. Normally I rate my body a lot higher, but because I've been so busy and haven't had much sleep, my body is about a five. However, since I've been so busy, I've been doing many things that I really enjoy and my emotions are probably ranked about an eight. So for me, if I wake up and I know I'm really sleepy, sometimes I'm able to find about 10 minutes for a quick little power nap and then I feel refreshed. But conversely, what happens if I woke up and I was in a really bad mood and my emotions were ranked really low? We'll say maybe a three, but my body was at an eight. If I were to stay in bed, unfortunately, I'm doing myself a disservice. In psychology, we teach that whatever we perceive to be true, in other words, your thoughts determine what we feel. Our feelings determine what our body does. A struggle with that is if we woke up in a bad mood or thought about something that's really difficult, if we focus on that, we will tell our body to stay in bed. And often that's the case. When you can check in with yourself every morning, and I often recommend that you check in every four hours as you get used to this, because it helps you then separate between perhaps what you're holding on to emotionally throughout the day that you're bringing into the next four hours, which then cause your body not to be as energized. So every morning when you wake up, separate between what your body feels like and what your emotions are. And if your body can physically do something and it's capable of doing something, then do it. Because if you don't, unfortunately, you're allowing your emotions to dictate what you do. And that often leads to more depression or sadness. And as you continue to do this every single day, you'll find that you can reset every four hours or whatever time frame that you use. And it helps you leave behind whatever the emotional struggle was earlier in the day and reset and allow yourself to have the next successful four to six hours. And then as you continue to do this, you'll find that you can do it effortlessly and you allow your body to do what it can physically do and keep your emotions in check. Stay tuned for a phenomenal interview with Kyle Bryant. His story will inspire you. You will hear how he is able to separate between what his emotions are and what his body physically can and cannot do. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30 minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. My guest today is Kyle Bryant, who is diagnosed with a rare, debilitating, life-shortening disease called Friedrich's ataxia, also known as FA, that has confined him to a wheelchair. Despite his diagnosis of FA, at the age of 17, he chose to overcome this neurological disability by completing numerous long-distance bike rides, including the world's toughest bike race and race across America, just to name a few. Kyle is now the founder and director of the bicycle ride fundraiser, Ride Ataxia, for the Friedrich's Ataxia. His latest book, Shifting into High Gear, highlights his phenomenal tenacity and how he turned his grave diagnosis into a life-affirming mission to reframe how we see ourselves when faced with overwhelming challenges. Welcome to my show, Kyle. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. I am as well. You have such a phenomenal story, so I know you're really going to inspire us today. From where are you calling in today? Um, I am just outside of Philadelphia, and so I'm from the West Coast. I'm mm-hmm. from Sacramento, California, but I live right outside of Philly now. Oh, okay. Very good. That's, that's great to hear. Well, I want to hear more about this. So at 17 years old, you were diagnosed with Friedrich's ataxia. First off, what is Friedrich's ataxia? So Friedrich's ataxia is a rare genetic neuromuscular disease that affects all muscle coordination from the toes to the fingertips. It also causes vision loss, hearing loss, and life-shortening heart complications, among a few other things. 
And um, currently there is no treatment or cure for FA. Um, and so that's what we're working to change. That's mm-hmm. I'm on staff at the Friedrichs, a taxi, a research alliance. Wow. And we fund and facilitate research worldwide to treat and cure FA. That's amazing. Well, well, first off, I, I'm so glad there are people like you who have so much tenacity and so much drive for life that you are on the cutting edge of, for, to help find a cure for this. When you were 17 years old, walk us through the situation. So um, you sound like you're pretty active and pretty, just like a, a quote, normal child running around doing, having fun. And what happened where all of a sudden things changed for you? Yeah, I, uh, so it was mainly in baseball. My skills were going downhill. Mm. I was unable to run down a fly ball in the off field and my throws were going off target. Um, and you know, at age 13, 14, your skills should only be improving. Right. And so we started looking for answers and it took several doctors and over a year to get a diagnosis, which is, um, pretty normal for a rare disease. And, Mm -hmm. um, so it took us over a year to get a diagnosis. And finally we found a doctor who had seen Friedrich's ataxia before. Mm. And he picked it up just by looking at me walking down the hall. Wow. So so glad you met him. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. When you got this information, I mean, I, I can't imagine how devastating that was for you. Yeah, you know, I I took it slow. I don't think, you know, my parents didn't shelter me from the mm-hmm. information, but they let me discover it on my own, which I'm really grateful for. And um, so I kind of kept my distance for a while. I chose not to find out, a, you know, dig real deep into it. Um, and in the meantime, my parents were finding out everything they could. Sure. And so... When it was my time, when I felt like I needed to confront it, you know, they had more than just, I don't know, to say back to me, you know? And so I'm really grateful that my parents, you know, they, they took this thing head on even when Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. The whole concept of not reading anything until you are ready for it. I find that to be healthy in some ways. I mean, we don't want, it's not like we need to put our head in the sand, of course, and not know what's going on. But I think sometimes as we understand the world around us or what's maybe happening in our life to go from what research or other people have said, sometimes can all of a sudden stop our own drive, our own, just our own faith or just our own self-perception of where we fit in the world. Did you realize at that time that that was a healthy approach for you to have that distance from finding out too much information about it? No, I absolutely didn't know at the time. But I mean, you you know, like you said, you can imagine being a 16 year old kid and Mm -hmm. finding out that um, you're going to be in a wheelchair soon and you'll, you know, someday you're going to your symptoms are going to progress to the point where you're unable to take care of yourself and your heart will likely fail due to heart disease caused by this disease. Mm -hmm. And um You know, so I think that that was a real heavy load to take at that time. And I'm grateful that, you know, my parents gave me the time I needed to kind of process it and find out Mm -hmm. on my own and really take it head on, um, you know, when I when I was able to. Sure. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. When you have this information, when did it start to for you to realize, all right, I want to 
be who I want to be. I don't want something like this to control my life. What was the situation that happened for you when you said, I'm going to rise above this and I'm going to be whoever I want to be? Well, I, you know, I really think that for me, it started really, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think, I feel like I always had that, feeling. <laughs> um, you know, and, um, I think it was really strong so that when this situation came about, you know, it didn't derail me from that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really think that is my number one thing. Like, I'm going to be who I am, not despite my disease, mm-hmm. but despite anything. Yes. And, you know, obviously th- that's not always the case a hundred percent of the time, but that's what I strive for. Yes. And, um, so I think I've learned through this process that, that I want to be who I want to be despite anything. Sure. And I think that's really inspiring because not to compare anybody else at all, but sometimes people who are struggling with something in life, they forget that if we allow a situation to define us as opposed to we define us or an event define us as opposed to what, who we say we are, we can get stuck in a certain place in our life and never fully grow or develop into the person we could become. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, everyone's got something, right? Mm-hmm. Every uh, sure. Disabilities come in all different forms, you know, yes, do. physical, mental, financial, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's just how we respond to it, right? Like, yes. that that's something I think that's used a lot is like life is what 10% what happens mm-hmm. to you and 90% yes, exactly, how yeah. you respond or whatever, you know? <laughs> that's really true. And, yes. uh, you know, I found that over and over again to be absolutely true. Yes. And I, I am very, very proud of you. I'm very honored that you're on my show today. What was it, what happened for you to say, okay, now I want to take the situation and I'm going to, even though I'm wheel, wheelchair bound, I want to start riding bikes. How did you make that transition? Well, I actually, I was just like surfing around on the internet one night and mm-hmm. I saw a guy who had multiple sclerosis and mm-hmm. he was about to circumnavigate the country on oh, his recumbent trike. Wow. And I'd never seen a recumbent trike before. And there was a picture of him standing next to it. And, you know, it just, it really inspired me because, you know, it was, first of all, it was something I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. And second of all, it was like, oh my gosh. I think I can do that. Yes. Like I might be able to ride around the country, you know? And so I th- I'm really grateful for all the people in our lives that, that prove that things are possible yes. so that we can follow those examples. Right. Yes. yes it's good. And also for you as you're one of those people as well. I'm sure many people here in this show are going to be blown away when they see the pictures, when they hear the story of, whatever they're struggling with, you are one of those pioneers who are helping people achieve their goals or to circumvent or to bypass any limitations that life or situations have been put upon them. They can overcome it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, make sure that their personality and their desires and their who who they are shines through despite whatever situation they're in. Yes, yes, exactly. 
When you decided to do this, okay, it's funny, when you were talking, you're like, oh, I could do that. Maybe I could ride around the world. Most people don't think ride around the world, ride cross country. They think, I'm just going to go down the street. I mean, that's, that's huge for you to automatically think, I'm going to go across the, the United States or across the nation, um, which I think just bespeaks your personality. But when did, you, when did that become real in your life? Like, yes, I am going to do that. Tell us, walk us through that situation of how that came about. I I don't want to pretend that I automatically like in the moment I was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna ride around the country no it was it was the the moment was oh I think I can do that and uh, maybe I could ride a couple of miles or whatever or mm-hmm. just you know keep myself healthy and I my first ride was uh across town three miles to a poker game that my friends had (laughs) and they're like what you rode your trike here i can't believe you did that and i was so proud yes that's amazing and uh you know and then i rode seven miles on the bike trail and then i was like oh my gosh i can go forever in this thing i rode (laughs) you know 25 and 50 and then i rode a century ride wow um 100 miles yeah yeah, a hundred miles in a day. And, you know, that was really difficult. I was literally the last one to cross the finish line. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the person before me probably crossed the finish line, like two hours ahead of me mm-hmm. or something. And everything was shutting down. All the volunteers were going home and I crossed the finish line. There was a few claps from people who were there. But I personally, I felt so much pride and yes. so much hope in myself. Yes, Kyle, that's amazing. Um, and that was really the the moment that I realized I could go as far as I want. It's you know, as far as I think I can. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm going. And, you know, I really like that how you differentiate that because. As far as you think you can, the mind tells us what we can and can't do. It says you can do this or you can't do this. If your body is physically able to do it, which it sounds like it was, and of course it takes a lot of work and training, but if your body can do it with training, with, with just has the stamina to do it or the um, ability to do it, our mind will often tell us, I can't do that. For example, if I wake up in the morning and I feel, you know, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, if I feel like I have to stay in bed all day, I'm doing myself a disservice. My mind says I have to stay in bed, but my body's totally fine. And so that's a really, obviously, a very small example of that. But for you, I think that's a really key point that you said is if you think you can do it or have, you can ride as far as you think you can, you then set the limits or remove the limits from your potential. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I, I love the quote. I, I don't know where it came from. I wish I could think of the attribute, but... Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That's exactly right. I've read that before. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. Um, you know, and but also I I do want to say that during that time, I rode so much. Um, you know, you can call it training if you want, but it mm-hmm. was it was mainly just because I love to be on my trike. Like yeah. I prepared myself to be able to do what I did. You know, I didn't just think it and then go out and do it the next day. It took a lot of sure. work and a lot of focus to be able to do yes. what, what I did and what I do all the time. From a practical standpoint, because of the ataxia affects your, your movement and your gait and just um, it becomes erratic at times. How do you maintain the, I guess, the, the push, not the push, but the, 
the cadence, in other words, how fast you ride the trike. Right. Yeah. So my cadence isn't all that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super slow, but but you're right. There has to be some resistance. If I, if my legs have no resistance, they flop mm-hmm. all over the place, sure. you know. And so I have to ride at a, probably a little bit higher resistance than most people, and my cadence is a little bit slower because of the nature sense. of the disability. Mm-hmm. And, you know, another thing is like the first few times I went out on my trike, I did it without cycling shoes. And so my feet were not attached. I didn't even know, really know what cycling shoes were, you know? And, um, but you know, once I got my feet attached to the pedals, I mean, I could, you know, I could pedal for a long time in that thing. That's, that's amazing. When we look at your book, that's shifting into high gear. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a thing that was on my, um, I don't know if you're into, uh, vision boards, but uh-huh. you know, it's, so, yeah. it was, my book was on my vision board since 2008. And, wow. you know, I've been thinking about it forever. Finally, I started working with a writer named Alex Schnitzler and he, it was amazing to be able to bounce ideas off somebody and, you know, work together to get all this thing written down. And, you know, I really, part of the reason I wanted to write a book was just to get my thoughts down, partly yeah. for myself. Sure. Be like, all right, this is what I think. And these are the words I want to use to describe it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so now that that we got that, I really hope that it's something that a lot of people can relate to, and I think it is. I believe so as well, because we all have adversity. You know, like you said earlier, we all have a form of disability that is in our life somewhere, whether it's a permanent disability or it's a mindset disability. We all have something. And to be able to read about someone who has this debilitating disease, but has risen above it and deals with it on a daily basis, but has chosen to be who he wants to be as opposed to the definition of what a patient of someone who has this ataxia, what it says they should be, you have decided to be that person. And I think it will definitely resonate with many of my listeners as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Dan. my pleasure. Switching gears, I want to talk about your bicycle ride fundraiser called Ride Ataxia. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, after people read the book and it, hopefully they're all excited, um, you know, they can join us at, we have six different locations throughout the the U.S. And uh, it, they're single day bike rides where anyone can participate with us and raise funds for research. Um, our, our general model is a fi- to have five, 10, 25 and 50 mile routes. Um, obviously, you know, it's a little bit different in every location, mm-hmm. but that's the general rule. And then, um, we have amazing food from our partner Outback Steakhouse. Oh, nice. Yes. And they provide food at all of our rides and it's just an amazing day of camaraderie mm-hmm. and, um, raising funds, you know, and for someone who has FA, um, it's really a day where you can be proud of your ability rather than ashamed of your disability. Yes. You can be like, look, we're doing something about this. The, you know, the call to action to your friends or family is no longer help me in this terrible situation. The call is, you know, look, this is what we're doing. And I really hope that you're going to join us because 
we're going to have a good time conquering yes, this disease, yes, you know? Yes. So it comes from a place of celebration as opposed to a place of pity or uh, feeling bad for somebody. Absolutely. So if people want to get involved, you know, they can go to rideataxia.org. There's six different locations around the country that they can come out and ride with us. Excellent. Well, wonderful. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on my show today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, we just talked about the rideataxia.org. But where will they purchase this book, Shifting Into High Gear, and learn more about you as well? So the book is available wherever books are sold. And if it's not at your local bookstore, you can ask the manager to order it. You can order it on Amazon.com, wherever you think, you, wherever you get your books, that's where the book is. And your website. Where's your website? Uh, my website is KyleABryant.com. And um, we also, I also have a podcast that I oh, do cool. with another guy who has that vein, and we have a lot of fun doing it. It's called the Two Disabled Dudes Podcast. And you can find it at twodisabledudes.com or wherever you get your podcast. So Wonderful. Well, what I'm going to do as well, my listeners know that I also do this. If they're not able to find your book anywhere else, Shifting Into High Gear, they may purchase it in the previous guests sections in both of my websites at jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv. In the store there, they can find it. Kyle Bryant, I'll also put your other information and all the other contact information and information about your podcast as well in the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com as well as lifeology.tv. TV. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thanks so much, Jans. Appreciate it. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever port you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.